The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Beyond and hello and welcome to a very special Marvel Spider-Man 2 spoiler cast. I'm joined by Jada Griffin, Josh Du, and Senior Creative Director at Insomniac Games, Brian Inahar. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Friendly neighborhood game developer. Yes, I am. So before we get into this, we're going to spoil everything. Nothing is nothing is out of bounds. We're going to talk about all the stuff that happens in the game. So hopefully you've had a chance to play it. If you haven't, go play it. Just go do that right now. Push pause on this. Come back. Watch. Listen. Whatever. Uh, let's talk about Venom. I, wanted, I just want to kick this off. I want to get into this right, okay. right out of the way. Uh, you, you teased Venom at the tail end of the first game. Sure did. Mm. Did you feel like that came back to bite you at all? Because I feel like that could have been, like that was, everyone saw it coming. Everyone sort of knew it was setting it up. Uh, it's it, We always knew it was Harry, which is like, I feel like that's kind of the... Well, if the I mean, I don't know. Some I've read people thought it was going to be Peter. Some people thought it was going to be Miles. Some people thought it was going to be so... I mean, I don't know. I guess... I mean, we all watch the MCU movies, right? They mm-hmm. they tease things in their stuff and they commit to stuff. I think in many ways, maybe it was kind of a way to say, hey, you're going to do Venom, right? Like, you're not, there's no backing out of this, right? So I think it was a little bit of that. But I think, you know, as me being such a big fan of the MCU, having that moment where we can go, we're just getting started. And it's going to get it's going to get crazier from here on out. So I, I was, uh, I'm, I mean, I, I, I knew we were going to do Venom. I just didn't know how we were going to do it. Um, and, uh, five years later, we, we, here it is. How long ago did, did you know you were doing Venom? Like, cause that, you know, that happened obviously mid, mid development of the first game. Yeah. It was pretty much when we were kind of, um, working, I would probably, th- probably I would probably say like halfway through the project, we were like, how do we cap this off? And we knew one of them was going to be miles getting bit and showing that he has the powers. And then we were like, well, th- why don't we, and it was a little bit also like getting a better understanding of what Norman was doing with all those tests and trying to figure it out and um, learning that one of the other experiments was going on was this with the symbiote. So um, we knew probably, I'm trying to remember that's a long time ago and I'm really old. My memory is getting bad. Um, uh, I would say probably like halfway through and then it was like, and then we said, oh, it's going to be Harry in the tank. And that's when we all kind of like, it was, I remember it was me, um, John Paquette, our narrative director, Bill Roseman at Marvel, Eric at, from Marvel, and we all kind of like go, yeah. And we have that moment, you know, you're going to do something right. So, um, yeah, we, it was around that time. Fantastic. Uh, 
yeah. So, you know, you said you got you didn't know how you were going to do Venom. What kind of led up to this kind of this very visceral style of Venom? Like Venom is always very visceral and very yeah. deadly, but I think this is the probably the most deadly we've seen him in the of, game outside of comics. Like this is Oh, cool. Yeah. Like awesome. Is, you nailed it. Oh, thank you. That's that's a testament to the team and their work. I think you we we kind of looked at it from two different perspectives. We like looked at the comics and go like what are those characteristics of venom that people love obviously i think it starts off with like how he looks like the the size the bulky the um just the raw power and how much i mean you've seen it in the 19 inches of venom statue um, <laughs> um mine's on the way <laughs> there we go um uh uh sorry now i'm distracted by my own stupid joke um we wanted that that overwhelming like whereas ock was more about the intellect of like challenging peter and spider-man Venom is power, and we wanted that like there's this overwhelming odds in a, in a in a way that a villain that requires two Spider-Men. That was kind of our goal, and we wanted like you know iconic the 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 symbol and the teeth and the the transformational power. So, and then a big part is that voice, you know, and get and uh, casting Tony to do the voice of Venom. But then at the so there's all that like that's the stuff. No matter what story you've read, how, where you came into Venom, like that's stuff people they expect it right mm -hmm. that's the please don't screw it up then there's the other thing of how can we make it our own and i think that starts with first of all harry end up being and then how he gets to get because you know early in the game you see harry with the the symbiote and we see him in many ways being a hero and using it to not only feel better but to be not only to basically be, be one of pete's partners and then the sacrifice of the, the symbiote going to Peter to help save Peter at the end of the, you know, basically the act one. And then essentially the journey of the, the symbiote and Harry are both being quote unquote rejected by Peter. And that, that bond of being rejected brings them together, actually bond again. So it was kind of like, how can we, um, and again, that's a little bit with comics and stuff like that, but um, we felt like, and then obviously Venom's motivations are very different than a comic. Like I would say, I tend to think you think of like the Eddie Brock Venom. It's a story of revenge, right? Whereas in many ways, um, our Venom and Harry is it's about they have kind of a twisted way on how they want to heal the world. Harry doesn't want anybody to suffer like has he has suffered. And Symbiote's like, well, I can show you mm -hmm. how we can do it. It's a really effed up way, but we're going to do it. And so I think that's kind of like find the elements of the character and story that people love and bring that to them. But how can you add your own spin? And I think we, that kind of direction is what we've done with the whole franchise from the beginning is like respect the DNA of the character, but don't be afraid to mix things up from time to time. I mean, I think that's, what's really interesting about this is like the Harry comes from a place of love. Like he, he yes. and Peter loved each other at one point and then they have this falling out and that's yeah. where Venom comes in with Eddie Brock. He just, flat out always hates Peter and it kind of makes it not one dimensional. I think it works, but it is totally driven by revenge. And in this case, it was like, that was kind of took some adjusting, but I, it, it works like it, it totally plays good. Out. And I, I also think like, um, for us, like you've read that story before, yeah. like you've, mm -hmm. you've experienced that story. And I think that we, you know, we go back and forth of like, how, how close do we stick to the books? How much do we break apart? And I, the thing we've kind of said to ourselves is, I don't want you to play the comic book story. Like they're great, but you've seen those. And um, where can we, 
you know, maybe we go down a path that sounds a little bit familiar and then we mix things up or we surprise or, um, you know, like for example, you could probably can tell when Harry has the suit, has the symbiote in, act, in the early game, like it's very much inspired by Agent Venom, right? It's very much inspired by that kind of thing. Well, you know, like in the comics, that doesn't happen. Like Agent Venom is like well beyond like the actual real Venom. So, you know, we just wanted to try to find those, those fun things that like people go, oh, like that's just like Agent Venom. But then it's like, oh, I didn't expect them to do it this way, you know, and stuff like that. So I think we, um, it's, it's just a, a balancing act. And I think we, since the first game and then miles and now this we're kind of always kind of playing that game within ourselves like how much do we stay the stay the course stay what people have done in the past and then where do we um kind of find a way to make it our own and i think that like you know speaking about balancing acts like the the biggest wrinkle into this whole spider-man venom kind of uh dichotomy of them is miles is here now yeah. Like that's that's not something we called Spider-Man before. 2 for a reason. Yeah. So, uh like how did you guys kind of go into like approaching that like because, you know, most stories with Peter grappling with dealing with fighting off the symbiote, accepting the symbiote, he's doing that on his own, dealing with that on his own, his own trauma and such. But now he's got Miles. Like Yeah. Uh well, I think we you know, we we knew obviously when we had Miles first be like in the same city in same world as Peter. It's not like a multidimensional visit. Right. Um, we knew eventually we want to get to a point where Pete and miles are together, you know, as, as peers, right. And, you know, as spider peers. Um, but I think if you look at like, obviously with when working with the symbiote, the theme of addiction is a, is very prevalent. Right. Well, we also know, like if you, you know, yeah, I'm sure, me might have like I know people in my life who you know suffer from a different type of addiction. It doesn't just impact the people that person it impacts the people around them, and that was something we wanted to show. So it's not only how is it impacting Peterborough, how is it imp impacting MJ, how is it impacting Harry, how is it impacting Miles, and then you know I think in my head the fight with Miles and Pete is a what we try to say is like you know hey you're you know Miles is there for Peter right? It's he's trying to connect with him. But the very end, it's Peter the one ripping it off. The final step needs to be taken by the person, right? And I think that's what we try to show in a superhero way, I guess. So, um, but I think you know, it was really important for us to not only have them both there, but develop um, their relationship, see their relationship change, and see like you know, very early on, it's kind of Peter being there for Miles. But over the course of the game you actually see them kind of flip where Miles is the one saying, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, to the point where the second to last mission in the main story, that's when uh, Pete has the anti-venom suit and then Miles shows up with his new suit. And Miles is the one is telling Pete, like, remember what my dad said, remember what Aunt May said, to the point where now he actually says, to, Pete says to Miles, what's the play coach? If you remember from the first game, mm -hmm. Miles is the one who says that the Peter wants the play coach. So they kind of switch a little bit and that you see that kind of handoff. And I think for me, um, that's something I'm probably, you know, so proud of the team that they were able to really make a game that not only, yes, from a, oh, it's Spider-Man 2, there's two heroes, but it's a story that requires both of them. And we see their, their relationship um, change, evolve, grow, as much as we see any of the other relationships in the game. I was... It was that was one of those moments that really brought me back into this the Miles Peter situation because 
early on, I was totally bought in, loved it. And then it got to a point where Peter started pulling away because of the symbiote and everything. And he kept just brushing off Miles. And I was getting frustrated. Good. I was so angry every time. I was like, this is terrible. I didn't say he was a dick. He was. He was. I hated it. Can I swear on this? Yes, it's totally fine. Um, It was terrible. I hated that. And I was just like, it it brought back so many memories for me and my own personal life that I could relate to of times like that. And then to see Miles come at the end and really just step up and become the the play caller and just really like it just it it it, i loved it well it's awesome and i think the the thing is peter is such a likable character that one thing we struggled with was how much can we make him unlikable and for how long can he be unlikable because you you don't want to do a symbiote story and not see peter impacted but where's the line of like Oh, I now I don't even care what happens to him. And I that's that and that we went back and forth of like, how much does his voice change? How much does his attitude change? And I think for me is I really like the fact that where we got to the point where some of my favorite VO in the game is actually the fight between Pete and Miles. Cause it's pretty, even though it's just like them in combat, it's not the cinematic It's like, like the boss fight VO. Mm-hmm. It's pretty emotional. It's pretty like heavy hitting stuff that um, I'm really, I, I think adds to the, the weight and the emotion of the fight. How far did you guys go with Peter? Do you have like examples of how far you guys went with Peter where it went too far? You could share with uh... us. I'm trying to think. I mean, we went pretty far. I think we never, like, we never thought he was going to kill somebody. Obviously, mm-hmm. I think that was that was too far for sure. I don't think there's really coming back from that. Um, I don't have like a great example. I think it's more about like the ramp. Like, is it after one mission that he gets to become like chili change, or is it like three missions or five? Is like when does that spike happen? I think we realized the the like we see elements of it. But it's that when after the Connors fight and he's like, he's like, Connor says, here's how you can get rid of it. And he goes, what do you mean? It's, this is going to make me a better Spider-Man. And you see this, some switch has changed. Mm-hmm. And, and then when he, one of my favorite scenes is when they, after the, like what I call the nightmare mission where he's sleepwalking, um, he's like, everything's fucking, everything's great. And then, <laughs> yeah. he, and then when Harry and MJ are kind of challenging him, it's like kind of like basically like an intervention, right? He blast i mean he to me that's worse than like the way he he says to them is way worse than like like he says you're not the you're not the hero i am why don't you pop some more pills like that's someone who's like obviously not themselves right and i think Mm -hmm. that's to me what we want to show more than like something gruesome or terrible like to me that actually hits harder i think nice uh going back to the venom stuff i mean once we knew venom was going to be in the game I think everybody who was watching that trailer is like, are we going to play as Venom? And then you give us that moment. uh, Can you walk us through that? Like, was there ever going to be a point where like you were thinking, maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe you shouldn't make it. It was always like, no, if I wanted to survive the internet, he was going to (laughs) play. Fair enough. Yeah. Like also the other thing was, I was like, you know, the, one of the big turning points of Spider-Man one was the reveal of the Sinister Six. And I'm like, how do you top the Sinister Six? I'm like, well, if you let people play as Venom, that would be good. <laughs> so it was kind of that. And I think the other thing was, even though Pete does some crazy things with a symbiote, it's, there's always like, he never crosses, he never totally crosses the line. Whereas like with, we wanted to show like, like kind of unfiltered Venom, like symbiote, like how could we go crazy to the point where like, there's like this 
ultimate power fantasy of what you could do with a symbiote. And I think to, we wanted, I wanted the player and we wanted the player to go, this is how brutal this character be. You, it's going to take now Pete and Miles, like, cause Craven couldn't do it. All of his hunters couldn't do it. All the Oscorp people. And it's like, this is going to be really tough and watch you actually feel how tough he could be. So I think, um, like I said, I, we were, it, I didn't know how we were going to do it. Um, and I mean, obviously, you know, when you add a playable character to the game, it's a big investment. You're like, oh my God, we're gonna, I mean, you know, mm -hmm. um, and not to mention when you play as them, expectations just go through the roof. Right. Um, but I knew we were going to do it. Like I would have given up other things in the game to make sure we get it. Yeah. And you're saying, survival. you're saying all this, you know, symbiote unleash stuff, but now we know carnage is coming. Yes. I mean, that's some real, like, Oh, yeah, the tease, the tease. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, well, yeah. I mean, if we ever go down that path, um, if, uh, if just blink uh, twice for us yeah. away from um, the camera, I think that, uh, that character in particular is, that's a whole nother level of like, yeah. there is, I think, I think with our venom, there is a, um, there's still, there's still some morality or some kind of that carnage character. Yeah, I mean, even Venom becomes like sort of a hero. It's the like, lethal protector. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. Like, um, but like carnage is like, like yeah. playtime, you know? So who knows? I mean, that it's, you know, that's, things can happen in the future. <laughs> so you realize you set a really, really high bar now because people are going to be like, I want to play as Green Goblin. I want to play as Goblin. <laughs> as everybody else. Is, I mean, we, we, weren't, we weren't expecting to play as MJ in the first game. Like, I feel yeah. like that's kind of, it's interesting to, to throw that on there because you see Spider-Man in the box. You're like, you play as Spider-Man. That's what it is. Is this something we should expect more of down the road? Is that like, is that? I don't, like, I don't know if it's, oh, hey, now every game has to have this playable. I think for us, what one of the things I feel like that makes, like, I look at, you know, I look at the Spider-Verse films, right? And they they have an identity, right? They, you know, it's whether it's the style, the multidimensional, the, you know, really miles, you know, is the, is the lead there. Right. Um, and the idea that it's all, it's a universe of spider heroes, right. All from all over the multiverse. And then MCU, you know, is a very distinct, Hey, we're going to make a younger Peter Parker who kind of almost, I don't know if maybe it's my interpretation of itself so is wrong. Apologize. Marvel fans. Like he kind of ends Right, he's right now like where we've seen him last. He's kind of where most spider stories begin. Yeah, like he's kind of like now he's like in the, sh the shitty apartment, like you know, on his own and stuff. They kind of reverse the order. Um, for us, I think it's always been about part of our thing is we want to show our world from a three all three hundred sixty degrees. So obviously, we want to show Pete and Miles in their suit doing super things, but at the same time, we also want to show we feel it's just as important to show their lives. And have playable experiences outside the suit because I think if you if you have relatable human stories, relatable motivations, and see those the moments in the suit matter more. At the same time, though, it's not just a Pete and Pete and Miles aren't the only people who live in this world. People like MJ. Mm -hmm. um, what's it like to be a a hero without heroic um, superpowers, right? You know, and showing that ability, showing how she can be involved and how she can be a capable hero. And then obviously we even, if you play some of the other content, we have Haley is playable. Mm -hmm. Um, um, and I think to your original question, like I'm not a dummy. People love venom <laughs> and you sometimes just got to give them what they want. And I think like, if we're going to pick a villain to play as, that's the one you want to get. You want to get right. I think you got that right. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. That's one of those Thanks. things. That was. That's definitely a, a pretty big like fuck yeah moment. So, did you think he was gonna fight Craven? 
I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I I don't know if I was alone on this. I mean, yeah, I think yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about yeah. this, but because Craven, you find out, is sick. Yeah. You, is yeah. that intentional? Like that? It you know, that mirrors Harry's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think it. I think Craven is Craven. That's another interest. That was a tough character to write. That was a really tough because, like, you. I feel like he's one of those characters that could. I mean, obviously, his look is very. Uh, unique is a nice word. It's like, you know, it doesn't really fit into the world super well right. um, in terms of just like, I mean, where's the lion fest for him? It looks I mean, like he's in cats. You can just. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, but like, I think what we did, we treated him really. We said, hey, we're going to treat him really seriously. Right. And we're going to give him like a motivation. Like he's driven by like, I'm going to survive. I'm going to survive and beat this until someone really deserves to be like, I'm looking for the one who's going to couldn't defeat me right it's a weird motivation right but like it adds to his mystery right and i think and that's a character that speaking about how do we get right we did so many iterations so many so many iterations to the point where we realized with a character like craven less is more the less you like the more he explains things it's like it's kind of being left behind the curtain you're like uh all right like it's like if we keep him kind of a little bit mysterious and um like you're like almost kind of reading into his words it just came across a little better and i think um you know fact when like he's dying he says thank you you know it's like i mean it's like that's weird you know but it's cool like it, it makes him like kind of fits the character that we built so you killed him after all that you just you we did his head we off. did uh, we did that got me thinking i feel like comic book superhero death it's whatever you know there's yeah. these alternate timelines you know cloning dimensions people you know, gene gray's yes. like in a pod or whatever yeah. like it's always something like that yeah. video game death narratively it's like if you see someone die in a cutscene. You know, it's kind of there's more of a finality to it. Meanwhile, the player character, you die repeatedly, whatever. Yeah, uh, I guess. It, is this is this death final? Like, is this have we? Yeah, I don't I don't I'm not, I'm not I would I would prefer. I'm not saying we would never do this because I mean, I'm sure I'll someone will play this back and go. Nope, you lied. I prefer <laughs> to when it happens, it happens. Right. Like I I. Cause you know, we work up to those moments. So it's like, well, we did all that for just for him to, you know, all of a sudden, you know, like, you know, you know, there's a grim hunt story. I think it's the grim hunt storyline where I think is like, he gets, comes back to life, you know, his kids bring him back to life. Like, I don't, I'm not saying it's not just, I, I feel like we, there is, I understand we're dealing with like characters that have spider powers and symbiote aliens. Right. But we do want a level of believability and realism in the world we're building. And um, so I think it's more about that. Like, I'm, I'm telling you right now, Aunt May ain't coming back. Like, she, she's dead. <laughs> she's dead, right? Um, like, we're not resurrecting Aunt May. Um, as much as I love Nancy, who plays Aunt May, I, we're, you know, she's dead. Um, I think for us, it's, it's about making those moments earned, you know? And I think that it would cheapen all the work that the team has done just to suddenly bring that character back. If there's a great narrative reason or a plausible reason, sure. But I think I would creatively would really not yeah. to do that. I mean, it, it took you five years to make this game. It's like comic books comes out dozens of weeks yeah. or whatever. Like it's yeah. a little bit different. There's a yeah. different cadence to it. Yeah, these got, things like, take a while, man. Yeah, it's a, it's been in the works for a bit. Um, I think um, I think one of the things me and Josh were kind of alluding to, I cut you off, I apologize. Oh, but I, we were talking about- I apologize, I'll be cutting all of you off. No, it's totally great. We, you're the star yeah. here. You're yeah. the one we want to listen to. Okay. Um, I think we were one of the things that we, we had discussed was kind of how, how Harry and Craven's stories kind of mirrored themselves with yeah. both being sick. We were both kind of expecting that- the symbiote was going to go on to Craven. Yeah. And so, and we just, and then when we just killed Craven, I was like, I was like, I was expecting Craven to win, symbiote go to Craven, and then we get a whole nother thing. Yeah. And then, you know, them dealing with Harry. 
I feel like we at one point talked about Craven getting the symbiote. I th- but we I don't think we ever talked about him becoming like getting it on, but like he wanted it so he could he could find the right person to be the like the the best challenge, right? I don't think we ever talked about him becoming. It's a cool idea though. Did you do any like concept <laughs> sketches of like a cat themed Venom outfit or anything like that? <laughs> I will tell you. I haven't told anybody this. We did have a Venomized Sandman concept. Real. It just sounds gross. Like yeah. you get this, it's wow. sand and the symbiote. It just. I think that would be great. It was hard enough to make Sandman. Yeah, I, yeah, I bet. Opening was insane. Uh, speaking of Sandman, I think a lot of people noticed that Sandman was teased in the first game, but yeah. it was just in a little vial. Yeah. Was there like, is there an explanation of how he got out of the vial, or did you guys just be like, he's uh, yeah, he's out. Yeah, he's out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, he's out. He's out. I mean, there no explanation. There's no. N- there's no. Not there's like I think I think if anything, we probably just said time had passed and kind of was like in you know yeah. There's now. I, you know, I think sands of time, sands of time. Yeah. yeah. I got a follow up question to that in the, in the first one that Peter just left like Sandman in a vial, in a backpack on a bed. Yeah. No. Just yeah. Like, Is that murder? <laughs> so maybe, maybe he, maybe he got influenced by the symbiote or something. I don't know. You know, but yeah, the bridge yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. See, this is the stuff that keeps me up at night when you guys talk about that. I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't think about that. What are we going to do? Yeah. I guess that, that's what we're kind of curious about is there's a bunch of stuff that was teased in the first game. Yeah. There's a lot of references to Mysterio and they're almost, they're, they're all kind of, they're all kind of gags, you know, they're almost like little just Easter eggs and references, Halloween costumes, that kind of thing. And then you have Mysterio like properly fleshed out, like a, yeah. he's got a whole full story storyline there. Did you guys have like a, is there like a Bible that's sort of keeping track of, yeah, here's where everyone is. Yeah. Here's where they were. Yeah. Okay. I think the other, yeah, I, we do. I think sometimes though, like what I don't want to do is go, okay, we're going to sit down for three and a half to four minutes, explain to you exactly what's happened between this and that. It just, it slows the game down. Yeah. So I have a question. Did not knowing where Mysterio exactly from the, the the backpack or the Halloween thing to that, did it really detract from the whole experience? Pro- I would say no. Maybe I'm wrong. There's probably someone who wants all that information. It's We do pick and choose sometimes like how much we go into it. But I, I don't want to like go, hello, boys and girls. We're going to talk about Mysterio and the history of Mysterio and Spider-Man. I, we, we try to find those lines sometimes. And it's hard um, because, you know, there's a lot of people who love that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um you're teaching a class as, as long as as long as it's not what we don't want to do is confuse people so i think that's the one thing we definitely try to we try to try to uh avoid so sometimes we're we get sometimes and i'll if it's bad it's my fault just remember that um <laughs> it's it's um and uh yeah so it's we do we do have and we actually have um more people now dedicated to like making sure that we're not contradicting ourselves too that's the thing i want to avoid is like are we contradicting ourselves that would be that would be bad okay i have a really stupid question so okay. in the comics okay there are villains named uh rocket racer and uh big wheel yes. who have gadgets that are built by the tinkerer and in this you got coney island where yeah. there are rides called big wheel and Rocket Racer. And Hydro Bench. Did the, did the Tinkerer make those rides? No. Did you work on them? <laughs> no, no, no. no. Okay. We, are, we, are re, we, are, we reinvented our... There's, our a, t- there's a whole theme about like supervillains working at the at, working at carnivals. I know, like, there is. <laughs> I know. Well, he's reformed super... Yeah. He's reformed supervillain. Yeah, 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 for I, sure. Is, was there ever concern going into this game and, you know, the next game, probably, that you... There's a next game? Oh, okay. okay. There's not? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, that you guys are running out of villains like we're not the, running out of villains i mean the first game you got six right you got the yeah. six, to six and then this one you're knocking out some more but like you're you never feel like oh should no. we save this one or not no no i i, I something 
I don't know if this is a real quote, so I apologize, Internet, if this is wrong. I could have sworn I heard someone say that when the Marvel Studios team work on a movie, they're like, we're not holding anything. Like, it's like, let's just make it as good as we can. Don't worry. Like, don't worry so much about the future in a way. Like, like I don't want, like, we shouldn't, like, be, like, going, oh, my God, we can't do this because it's like, like, I don't know if we're, like, if this game stinks, I'm not going to make another one, right? right? Like, I mean, like, so, like, if we d- wanted, you know, villain x and we're like but it can make another thing like no if it's gonna make this game better mm-hmm. we're never gonna run ideas like we're not gonna run like i work with really smart people who have way better ideas than i ever come with i'll just grab one of them and go give me ideas give me ide- give us ideas you know so i don't i'm not that's that i promise you that ne- i never think we're gonna run out of villains <laughs> ever that's ever you're really good at saving some good ones yeah, yeah. Like you saved venom you've saved a green goblin like this yeah. is big ones and i i I really appreciate that. You know, Good. It keeps me. Well, I think, you know, I, I think we, you know, I mean, even though I say we don't hold back, we are thinking about where things can go. Like, you know, that I think that's part of the process. Like, and I always say like, you know, I get asked like, oh, do you have it all mapped out? And I go, well, we have a plan, but I say it's a very bendy plan where like, Hey, you know, we were going to go left, but you know what? Actually, someone came up with a good idea. What's going to go right. And then we'll come back to where we are. Um, like for example, um, like, um, when we made the first game, there was no character called Haley. Like there was nothing. Mm-hmm. The Miles team said, Hey, we have this great character we want to introduce named Haley. Well, guess what? We loved her too. And we're going to expand her and make her a bigger part as she was in Spider-Man too. Um, I'm trying to think what else, uh, uh, like there's just so much that we've done that was never a part. I mean, we're talking about the end, the very end of the game. Like I will tell you yeah. two things. The, we're, we're totally got, talking spoilers here. Yeah. yeah, Otto was always going to be teased at the end of this game. Even like back on like early Spider-Man one days, I said, we're going to make Otto so good. I go, we have to, he's my favorite Spider-Man villain. Mm-hmm. I go, we're going to make him that he's going to come back if we ever can do multiple games. But Cindy Moon was Cindy's mentioned was not was never in the never first talked mm. about never oh, like never like ne- yeah I, I you know when we were in Spider Man one I wasn't like oh we're gonna end with the tease of Albert Moon and his daughter Cindy never like that's just that's just keep working the franchise looking where we can go and if we get fortunate enough to keep keep working on these things this is something we might explore. Right. Spider-Man three, right? So I mean, you got three playable. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm just trying to make sure that I get through. We're taping this what the day before, day of launch or day after launch. I just want to make sure I can get through it. So, <laughs> so I'm not going to pressure you to talk about like Silk or Cindy Moon because I know that that's just going to make you make that face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible poker player, by yeah. the way. So here you go. Yeah. Um, I am curious. Is there anything that Marvel flat out shot down? Any ideas that were too out there, or just the team shot down internally, like um, sand, sand be it? Uh, no, nothing like you can't you can't do this because of this X or Y or Z. I think it comes down to more of like, can we do it at? Can we do it with the time we have and at the quality we want to hit? Like, um, like I mentioned, like there was a discussion and there was to a point where there's a concept image of Venomized Sandman, super cool idea, like. Maybe one day I'm, I'm probably getting in trouble for saying it, but whatever. Um, uh, uh, it's really cool image. Like it's really cool. We were never going to get it done at the quality we wanted to. And it was going to call, it was going to be like, I mean, it was, it, it was a, it was enough of a challenge to make regular Sandman cool. And I'm like, okay, now we're going to do it as a venomized version. 
this team went above and beyond anything I could have ever expected when we first started this. So like, I was like, we're not going to do it. So it's more about that. Like that being said, like we check ourselves and we're like, okay, Hey, can, you know, um, like for example, we talked to Marvel, like, Hey, you know what? You notice fire doesn't hurt the symbiote and venom in this game. Like, did you guys notice that? But t- typically that's a weakness of, yeah. we, we, so originally there was like five different weaknesses of, of the symbiote. We're like, and we're like, Oh my God, how are we going to communicate all these different things? We're like, you know what? For our game, for our universe, we're just going to keep it to high frequency sound. So, and we said, Hey, Bill, Eric, Tim, the, our Marvel producers, are you guys cool? We just simplify it down to this. And like, yeah, as long as you guys explain it, it's for like, who someone's like, why is, why is Harry not getting hurt by the fire? And it's like, we actually have, if you notice in the, the rescue tombstone mission where you guys rescue, mm-hmm. he actually, Pete purposely says, is the fire bothering you? And he goes, no, I don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. Just so I could make sure that we cover our basis. <laughs> and I remember going, guys, is the line playing the game. Make sure he says it. Can you say it twice? <laughs> like, cause I'm so worried about that, but it's more of that kind of stuff than like flat out. No, I mean. I mean, we killed Aunt May. Pretty much, we can, you know. And to the, I still, I mean, I'm not talking about Spider-Man One, but, and I think I've mentioned this. All Marvel ever asked about that was, "Is it earned?" Mm-hmm. That's all they care about. They don't care. It's like, it's for some reason a lot of people think, and I get it. It's it, it's because it happens across different things. Like, oh, the brand owner is like so rigid. They're really not. They just want awesome games with great stories, and they're really they let us do some really cool things. So on that note, you put a symbiote all over Mary Jane Watson and I did. she turned, yes, turned I into did. Scream, which is, yeah. it's one of those ones where like, I feel like if you make, you know, you make Venom or somebody, it's like, oh, it's, it's, I mean, it's been what Flash Thompson, Eddie Brock, like it's, there's that thing where you make, you, you apply the t- the character name to a different character and people are like, oh, it doesn't count, but it, it felt like it really worked here. Yeah. Uh, she originally wasn't Scream. She okay. was, she did get symbiotized and actually the first concept image we did, she actually has more of a black and white, um, like costume like you see actually see it's really cool she's like totally symbiote punching peter and you see him like like this and but she has like more of like a black white suit on but you see her face um and then we were like but we kind of seen that already why don't we why don't we just make her scream i mean she has red hair i'm like you know why don't we just kind of play off that yellow shirt yeah yeah and yeah how awesome how cool is that right um and we were just like let's 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 do it and uh and again like Marvel was like, sure that they could, and that's the way. Like, the characters still scream, and everything you love about scream, but the host is someone different. That's kind of our spin on it, right? So, um, yeah, I like that. I enjoyed the scream fight. Um, it was- yeah. yeah, it's fun, and that's that's an example of like, yeah, it's a big boss fight of like cross the neighborhood, right? But it's really, if you listen to the the um, the the VO, it's kind of what Miles did to Peter. Me, Peter's trying to connect through and break through to to mm-hmm. MJ and take everything. Like you know, kind of he learned and go, this is not you, right? And and again at the very end, she's the one who finally goes, okay, enough is enough, and goes to the you know the area where the, all the sound is happening to help break away from the symbiote. Yeah, the, speaking of the boss battles, like you guys really seem to upgrade the boss battle it was a huge focus yeah what well, well, was the mentality going yeah so the, there was two things one was we really wanted to push the epicness of them like i think the lizard fight is a good example of like hey we want to take advantage of everything that like one is when you go like when you read a comic or you go to the movies like you see these like ridiculous fights across like different city blocks and they're on buildings and they're above below ground and they're going through everything. Like it's like a 
freaking freight train. It's like crazy. And I, we felt like even though we were happy with our boss fights in the past, they were restricted in terms of space, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're like, hey, how can we take advantage? Like all the streaming stuff that the PS5 allows us to do, like, can we go across, take advantage? Like whether you see it in Sandman, you see it in Lizard. Um, obviously with Venom takes place like crazy all over the place, right? Um, and even some of our smaller ones like Scream, like starts on one street and then goes into another a neighborhood. So we wanted to kind of like that moving. But then I think, um, the second thing was um, we wanted to have a little bit more of a level of challenge and mastery and have the fight evolve over time. So you'll notice that I'm pretty sure this is true. Every boss fight, the phases, there's something new introduced every time. So there's something like, oh, you've mastered this. Now we're going to add this. Um, there's that. And obviously, you know, the introducing of the parry mechanic helped a little bit of that too. Mm -hmm. But then I think the other thing was, and this is probably not as much as I talk about, but um, in Spider-Man 1, um, if you did something crazy and say, like, do you remember the, the E3 that we did the helicopter chase and um, we showed the, um, the helicopter webbed up? Well, in yeah. the final game, you play that, you do that awesome thing, mission's over, you just turn around the camera, the helicopter's gone. There's yeah. no cause and effect. Now we have these big moments where you can see, like, whether it's a boss or not, these big epic moments, you see the aftermath. Like... I, I'm drawing a blank what it's actually called. I think it's actually called Aftermath. But the, the second mission of the game is we called internally Aftermath because we wanted to show, hey, this big Sandman thing happened. Like, city got effed up, right? Or like, you know, the mission um, early on where Craven the Hunter show up to kidnap Lee and Scorpion. Mm -hmm. You can go back and you can see the boat overturned from multiple missions still in there. So that you see like the city reacting to that stuff. So that was a- The that Speed was Demon roller coaster's out of order. I went back to take pictures of the Easter eggs and it's- There, there, there you go. So I think, yeah, um, there was, that, there was, there was that, that kind of stuff. So really it was about selling the epicness of, the, of, of, those, of those big boss fights, the challenge, upping the challenge and mastery of it, and then obviously having more of a cause and effect. Yeah, I noticed that there was there there was one of the missions where you go into a building and then like I think it like detonates and I was flying I was swinging by and I was like there's this, this giant cloud of black smoke and fire trucks are there and I'm like trying to help put out the fires I'm like yeah. no I can't do it I can't help this time this is yeah. it's all you yeah you guys on you fire department can we talk about the costumes a little bit or sorry suits yeah right. costumes costumes so okay by the way might, I think I've said costumes a hundred times don't worry about it I think some of them are costumes though they you've are. got the one that's the you know the, the Spider Verse. Yeah, you know, the Ruby's Halloween one. Uh, yeah, so there were also a bunch that weren't didn't make it into the game. So, yeah. like, why? I guess what's the reasoning behind cutting costumes? You made a bunch of changes this time around. Just kind of walk us. through. Well, I think first is like it's not just free to all of a sudden it's like oh we created it it just moves over like they have to be sometimes remade. Um, um, like they you know those a lot of those are PS4 and then you know even the ones that showed up in the remaster they have to be basically PS5 sized or whatever like you know have to be upgraded right. So there's a there's a um, there's a work factor to get it in there, right? Um, we also wanted, and I know that's probably an excuse, like, of course, just work harder. Just rename okay. it PS4 to uh, You know, exactly, right? Um, I think also we just wanted to have um, a, just a new offering of different suits, right? I think we wanted to have, like, for example, um, we I wanted the, uh, the the first noir suit, I wanted the jacket, right? You know, like, but we you know, is harder. It's like, it's a huge rigging uh, thing, especially now if you, and then with mm -hmm. the capes and everything with like yeah. the, uh, the web wings, like it can like look really buggy. Right. So like, it's like those kind of things. So it was just picking and choosing, like, um, you know, we had our favorites, we had things that we wanted to introduce things that, that um, new things we wanted to do. And, um, it's a little bit of like, 
here are our favorites, here are what we know the fans want. Like, like, I mean, I knew, I knew from day one, every movie suit that they want is going to be in there. Like it's mm-hmm. gotta be in there. Otherwise we're going to, you know, yep. and I get it. I get it. Hey, everybody has their favorites, especially the movie suits. We got to get them in there. Um, and, uh, it's just, and then also the other thing was, it was really important to me that Miles and Pete have the same number of suits. It was really, really important to me that they had. So, um, we want to make sure that we had equal, um, and, um, there's some, there's some really great suits. I still can't believe we did the one with the Spider-Verse and the Cape. Like, I, I, I can't believe we did the one where the store bought one. It's like, yeah. oh, yep. God, man, that's awesome. Really, I, it's I, really I, fun. And then when you add like the, you make the animation change. So they're like playing like in the Spider-Verse world. It's so cool. Yeah, I played pretty much once I unlocked that. I played the rest of the game in that style. I just love that did? animation. Did you, um, did you see that? Have you guys done the, the trick where he pulls out the Rubik's Cube? Pete pulls out the Rubik's Cube while he's falling. No. no, I haven't gotten yeah. that one yet. Yeah, so basically, you if you fall far enough and you start to do the right uh, commands, um, he'll start doing the Rubik's Cube. What? Oh my goodness! Pete pulls out. So you know how Miles does the cell phone at the end? Yeah. yeah. At the end of like the small dive, like Pete puts out, brings out a Rubik's Cube. Oh. I've had him like I've had him. I think doing the Rubik's Cube when I've like swapped over, but I've haven't had it during a dive. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. That's um, a spider version. What, what happened what happened to uh underpants Pete? Like what happened to that? Why why didn't we get why didn't we get Maybe like ironically? He, he got he got a little heavy. <laughs> yeah, he's a little okay. he's a little shy. He's a little shy. <laughs> he's a little shy. Um I don't know. It's just, you know, I we could probably do that for like 20 of the suits, right? Yeah, um no, I think sure. it's just making sure that um I also don't know if I I don't know I don't know why we didn't choose it. Was, the other thing is like um we talked a lot to the character team. Like, what are the character team excited about making? Like, you know, like, I mean, they, they put so much time and effort into those suits. I'm like, I want them to like wake up every morning and go like, I'm excited to work on this character. I'm excited to work on this suit. So, you know, we leaned on them as well because a lot of them are hardcore comic book fans and like they have their suits and they, and like, for example, like, um, one of our, character so i know really well dustin like he's so hardcore like he he knows what people are saying what they want so it's like hey i'm gonna let those let that team figure it out and then like obviously myself and jacinda and our ryan smith our um game director and Josue, our design director because it all ties in the progression as well we want to make sure that hey are we are we picking the right suits that make people want to go do the optional content to go upgrade and stuff like that so um yeah speaking of uh, was that my way of an- not answering your question, but answering it? <laughs> no, you did. That was perfect. That. It was great. Okay, good. Um, this episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by NordVPN, a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue. The same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? 
One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using my VPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. And now, back to the show. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Speaking of side activities, I love the side activities in Spider-Man 2. The flame side quest was fantastic. Yeah. For me, the one that stood out the most, though, were Miles's bop and hard bop side missions, and those ones just struck a chord like that and something I've never had in a like blockbuster triple A experience. When you get to the museum after solving everything with Miles and you just see all this real life history just kind of right in front of you, like you you go around, you explore it. It's got all real stuff. And then it's also got a little bit of Marvel history and kind of blended yeah. in yeah. Um, because you've got to. Um how did that how did that process come up? Because I've never seen I, I literally was in tears, like not because the moment was so emotional, but because it was emotional for me seeing so much black culture just put front and center in a triple A game that's virtually almost never been done before. Thank you very much. That's a huge compliment. I appreciate that. Um it's a great question. And um I so I'm gonna start, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to your answer. I'm yeah, gonna no, no, I'm please. Gonna, I'm gonna, no. Okay, so first one is um we as I mentioned, the boss fights were an area of focus for us. We knew that we wanted to level up our optional activities. And I think the biggest, there's two areas where one is no matter what we did, we wanted to have some type of narrative attached to it. We, you know, like for example, the, even though like the, the Sandman crystals is really a quick little combat challenge. Mm -hmm. There's a story that adds up and yeah. to the end right so we wanted to make sure everything had a story everything like and it was a big and we also knew like marvel fans love story right like we don't they don't want it to feel like a checklist they want to have a level engagement whether it's um playing as Haley as that one mission you know in the, with the flowers to um, the, the the graffiti and the um you know the howard quest to miles helping the kids of broken visions all the way through something even as big as the flame right we wanted to have um that stuff and I know everybody's like, oh, I want more Psycon. It's like, at the end of the day, like, we just got to do what makes, we can make the best quality possible. So that leads me to the, basically the Harlem quest line that you're talking about, yeah. um, where he, where it's, it starts with the help reel, where he learns about the things being stolen. 
So when the Miles team was working on that game, what I thought they were brilliant at was them not only showing the house miles learning the kind of spider-man he wanted to be him connecting to his new community in harlem with those quests that like all those people that show up at the very end are all the quest givers of that area Mm -hmm. right and um we someone said very early on how can we expand upon his connection to his community and someone had the idea of how can we use the music history of that area his love of music and connecting the two so we had our writers went into overdrive to learn about that stuff to the point where they were contacting people, family members of those artists to make sure we can get permission to do that. So that is all John Paquette, our narrative director, Jamie, one of our writers and multiple other people, consultants that we've talked to all working extremely hard to make sure that we were doing it the right way, the respectful way we were accurate. Um, And we thought that it was just a, you know, I said, talked about that 360 degree world. That's an example of that, of showing like Miles is just not the the kid in the suit. He's a 17-year-old kid who lives in Harlem, who uh, has a love of of music and maybe doesn't know everything about like, and there's, I think one of the, one of the, um, one of the NPCs talks about how like the music you listen to today is influenced by this stuff from back in the day. I hope those conversations happen in real life. And I hope that some of that shows that so um i i that's definitely one of the pieces i'm probably most proud of in the game that we can show that kind of stuff and um you know and i know everybody i know there's a group of people that just like oh i want more superhero stuff well being a hero just isn't being in the suit all the time it's being you know it's being a good person you know and be and be connecting to your friends your family your community and i hope that shows some of that that's also like not out of place in the marvel universe at all yeah the comics have a long history of overlapping with our 100 percent. it's like it's not like a made-up superhero city it's new york yeah so to have some of that in there it it yeah and again like that's all the writers like they they went and then and then you know it's the writers taking the idea, but then you get your animators to come in, your designers to like, like, you know, Josh, the designer had to like lay out that whole museum space and like all those interactions and all those things and making sure we had the UI to have the the text to pump up when you interact with those objects and all those conversations. Like it's, and then the audio team, like the work that the audio team that did to make the music right and everything. And like, and then the, the environment team, like, I mean, like you're talking to me, but I didn't do the work. No, like I mean, they they are the they are the hero. They are the stars. The team, the, the ones that make that put it all together. Like I sit there and go, that's cool. Can we do this? They're the they're the real superstars. I mean, if I could send flowers to everybody on your team that that's worked awesome. on that part, I would. Great. Like it felt so authentic, so genuine. It just like it's it's that that's great to hear because I can tell you like th- there are things like that that to me I always worry like are we are we like, are we doing it? Are we, are we doing it the right way? Cause the last thing you want to do is have the good intention and it comes across completely differently. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we do a lot of work. We talked, we, not only do we do the research, but we, we get consultants. We make sure that like, I mean, for example, like when we shoot all the Haley scenes, we have consultants on set to make sure we are doing, we are doing it right. We are, we are getting all the sign language, right. We are even how, you know, like, for example, like, something I didn't even think of because I'm an idiot. I'm like, oh, we need the teacher. We need the the interpreter in the classroom and she needs to have a sight line to Haley so Haley can see. So like, I was like, remove this character, like move this person out of Haley's way so she can see like, 
and like that's the stuff that that's the stuff that terrifies me. Like I'm not like yes, you worry about if like Sandman is is going to be fun and all stuff, but like you got to make sure that stuff is right because it because that would never want anybody to be offended or hurt if we didn't portray that stuff in the right way. I mean, I love that like there's a bunch of like technical like quality of life accessibility options, and there's also accessibility you know baked into the narrative, which is yeah, it's really cool. It's real. I mean, I think we talk a lot about is you know. How do we, yes, you know, we have characters with, you know, turning into alien goo monsters and people who are sticking to walls, but like you said, it's New York, it's a real place, real people. And we want to reflect that in, um, in everything we do. Also like Miles helping his mom out with something like that felt like, so yeah, it, like, and he's like dancing with her at the end and it's, yeah. that just felt like yeah. really just such a awesome portrayal of that yeah. character. I love that intro scene where he, he goes to his mom. He goes, mom, do you need me to, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, I'm just like, I mean, that's Najee and that, and to me, like, that's a good example. It's a really well-written scene, mm -hmm. but when you have the actors in there and they start doing it, they just take it to a whole nother level. Like, I don't even remember if we did the whole like in the script, whether it is or not the way that Najee does it is so charming. You're like, I love this kid. Like, I love him. I want, you know, like, I just want to give him a big hug. Right. You know, like, and of course, so that, and I could tell you there's a ton of scenes like that in the game moments like that, where the actors just elevate everything we do. I was going to ask you this. Was there anything, any moment that the performance capture voice actors kind of improvised that you weren't expecting that just, that made the yeah. cut? Yeah. So I'll give you a couple. Um, so it's, it's less about they didn't do some like, for example, do you guys remember the scene where um, Harry says we are Venom for the first time? Yes. So it's a really it's a pretty emotional scene where he's trying to convince he's like giving Pete like one more chance, like, come with me. Like, and that's where he, you know, he gets really angry when he, he says, don't call us a thing. Mm. So. It's a really important moment and um, we're on set. It's, you know, it's, it's me, myself, Bobby, the animation director, um, Ben Arfman, one of our narrative directors. And then we have Graham who plays Harry, Laura who plays MJ and Yuri who plays Peter. And it's, it's going and we, you know, in between takes like me, Bobby and Ben get together and we're talking and maybe it might've been Bradley as well, I think, or something like that. And um, we're talking and Graham just goes, guys, I got it. And we're like, He's like, I got it. I'm like, okay. And we just do the scene again. And he just slays it. He just absolutely sl slays the scene. Like un un unbelievable. And like, I think that's a good example of like, sometimes you just let the actors do their thing. Like just let them do their thing. Um, my biggest disappointment was I was, I had COVID the day we shot the final scenes with Pete and Harry during the fight. And I just watched it. I had to watch it via, um, I had to watch it via um, like remote and hearing Yuri like crying and everything. And just like, um, it's crazy. And then seeing it just, and then seeing Graham with the moment where we did the, what was really cool. We did the, um, the scene at the cemetery when he hears his mom's voice, but we actually had Tony Todd, Tony on set that day. Um, and hearing Tony talk, um, it was, it was really, it was crazy. So it's like, to me, it's more of the, the, it's less of like them. I can't remember exactly like everything they just do right away. Awesome. I'm old. I can't remember anything. It's them re, like to, Oh, I will give you one, but it's just them. Like just elevating everything. I remember like, so Jim Pierre plays Craven. Mm -hmm. He's a really hard character to play. Cause you can make him look really silly, but Jim just like dove 
head first into this character. So by the end, he was telling us what Craven should do. So one of the last, like we shoot out of order, right? We yeah. got crazy, like, like a movie set does. Um, uh, there's the part where Craven's coming into New York on the, on the, with the VTOL and he's talking about Sandman and Jim's like, well, I'm just going to be playing around with my knife while we're talking. Like he's the one telling us he's going to, he's going to do that. So, and we're like, all right, Jim, go for it, man. Do what you got to do. And when you like, when you see people like Jim dive into a character like Craven, you see Mark Witten, like all those crazy lizard, like things that's him actually like him like freaking out and his body convulsing and change. that's that's all mark that's not anime that's mark doing that and like his voice changing um and then graham like just kind of like like um you know taking on this big role of harry which is really hard to get right um and prop like and my some of my favorite scenes are the slowest like the like the more more intimate ones like of him and him and pete like on the on the um in the bleachers at uh midtown high and stuff like that those are as being a creative director, I think probably one of my favorite things is to be on set and watch these people work because like you see the writers do such a great job of scripts. The animators do such a good job of directing and planning out the day and shooting and getting character people to do. And then you get the actors coming in and going like, like they're like, they're so into it. Like they're so like talk to Yuri. Not like I have to, I've, I have to basically protect Naji because he wants to do every stunt. I'm like, stop. Like, you know, like to the point where I, we did a push-up contest one day, I go, until you can beat me in push-ups, you're not going to do all this stuff. So, you know, um, like those kind of things. But he, it's just, we have a lot of, it's, um, I'm sure you guys have interviewed a lot of the PlayStation studios. I think there's the one, one of the things I think about the studios is that um, the dev team, the, the actors, there's a really strong bond between us. And I think you see that. And that's why I think, you know, I think our story ends up being better than it ever could be because of that, that bond and those characters and those actors. Uh, yeah. So at the end of the Spider-Bots mission, we get a little Spider-Verse tease. Yeah. Delilah, I believe her yeah. name is. Yeah. What's, what's going on with that? So the, I mean, as you know, like we've kind of had Spider-Verse connections since the first game, whether it was the suits and then Miles, we had the suits plus kind of the animation style. Um, and then we were talking to the Spider-Verse team who we've known forever and we had great relationship. Like they're always doing cool things with our game and their movies. Um, obviously the last one you see mm -hmm. Pete there, you see Genki playing Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man 2. Um, and we were thinking like, well, what can we do? How can we go beyond what we've normally done? And I, and we, and I, we had multiple meetings with the directors and I mentioned like, hey, we have this like, spider bot collectible and could we somehow have a connection you know could somehow they'd be related to the spider verse or something like that and they were like yeah sure so we just kind of pitched the idea and um and again it was kind of the, I, and i talked about like we wanted even like a collectible to have a story behind it and it's kind of like a narrative payoff at the end to get this little kind of a spider verse connection and you know we'll see where the future holds yeah not and, setting up anything for the next movie right or we'll see i mean and you they, they name drop miguel like yes. very specifically yeah. i'm sad because i did that mission as peter i've turned the last one in as peter i was like i'm like is there separate dialogue if you play it as miles i can't remember exactly there is i know he i know miles says something i'm 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 I, now i'm drawing a complete blank i'm a terrible no i'm terrible creative director people um he definitely is something i'm not sure if he says the exact same thing or not um but there's definitely a line for miles in there as well I mean, is there a separate line if you show up in Miguel's suit? <laughs> I don't that's think so. That's another one no. I was wondering. <laughs> that's, a, that, that's where I'm like, oh, we didn't think of that. That's the stuff that keeps me up at night. <laughs> let's talk about the MJ missions a little bit. Okay, let's talk about it. Because you made her like the most OP character in the game. <laughs> let's just get it out there. She's, she's, she's one shot okay. everybody. Yeah. She's okay. How did those come together? Like, what was the... So I knew that 
she wasn't, those missions weren't the fan favorites um, coming out of Spider-Man 1. And we had two choices. We could say, all right, we'll make it easy on us and just not do it. And everybody would go, great, no MJ missions. Or we could say, hey, we're going to, we're going to, we've talked about this, showing the world from all different angles. We're going to make her moments better. We're going to take on the challenge. We're going to make people like playing as her. Um, we picked pick and choose our spots. We knew we had to make her more of a proactive, capable person. Um, and if she's a little OP, I don't give a shit. She's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I, I, wanted, I wanted her. I felt like it would be it would be taking the easy way out if we didn't um, we didn't make her play I, to the point where I said we're going to do it. I don't care. We'll cut other stuff because I want to make sure that it's Im it's important to have show her be a capable hero. Uh, I think it's really important, and it, you don't need you know this might sound cliche or whatever or cheesy, but like you don't need to have powers to be a hero. Yeah. And I wanted her to show that, and I think um, like for example. In the original plan, she wasn't a playable character in the last mission, but we thought, hey, can we get all three of them working as a team, you know, in that final mission? So at the very end, she's there. I felt a lot of but yeah, she's OP. I probably she's probably <laughs> OP. I don't care. I don't. I, care. I felt a lot of the insomniac DNA while playing with her, especially in that mission, because I mean, you guys have done. Yeah tons of ratchet and clank games where you've got this kind of third person shooter yeah. kind of aspect yeah. and that's basically what it like so for me i felt right at home so i was just running through headshotting bunch of symbiote people and i was having a blast well you like, know what you know what's crazy i i don't think i've ever told this story in spider-man one shh, there was a really really early like super early in development we never made it but we it was part of a story treatment where pete was going to be injured and he couldn't he couldn't like he could barely walk she was going to actually try to get him to safety and she was going to grab one of his web shooters and she was going to put it on actually fire at enemies that were trying to get to them um never happens i think that's kind of where the kind of the web shooter idea came from i was like because i was like let's give her the give her the ability to stun enemies in the in the first mission and i was like give her the let's let's give that web shot can give her more of a projectile and then we obviously did the sound the sound thing at the end mm -hmm. um but yeah it's just like i just I just didn't want us to wimp out and take the easy way out. And I thought that, um, and again, like testament to the, to the team, especially like that, that mission where the second mission you play as her, you know, that's like Ben Arfman, Neil, um, Lindsay, like I just said, like make her feel like a hero and they did it. And so I'm really proud. And, and if she's a little bit overpowered, oh, well, it's a video game. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Yeah. So the, one of the, the trailers that dropped before launch showed her, flubbing the akira slide yeah yeah um and caught some attention it is was there ever and like you know throughout spider-man 2 there's a whole theme of her it's like oh i ride a bike now was there ever missions yes. prototyped and stuff where you guys had mj riding a bike there was talks of her actually being able to control the bike we just we it was like a scope thing it was like it's like it's not it's it's gonna be it's it's just it's sometimes you got to pick and choose your battles. And I was like, if we do this, we're gonna have to give up something else. And I think we could concentrate on her doing other things rather than the bike. But yeah, it was discussed. Okay, 100%. I figured as much. I mean, yeah. we've, you, Insomniac's yeah. working on something else with somebody that's using <laughs> oh, a bike. Oh. So it's kind of oh, you that's know, a slick way to get to that subject. So, that's uh, you know, it's just kind of a, it's, uh, you know, there was. I mean, especially when we did the bike sequence with Pete and Harry riding the. There was definitely talks about the motorcycle, but um, it never got very far. Okay. So yeah, let's. Uh, that's a good question, though. Let's address the Wolverine in the room. That's <laughs> that's the next thing. Uh, it is. There's a there's a suit. Miles gets a, a Wolverine suit. It's a very clearly a Wolverine suit. Yes, it is. He's the best at what he does. We get. Yeah. He's got the ears. Uh, are were there plans to do any other 
teaser stuff like that at any point? Was there ever any like, I mean, you, you talk about taking reference from the MCU. Was there ever thought of being like, oh, Logan's going to walk by in the post credit scene? Uh, I mean, we would be we wouldn't be true Marvel fans if we didn't have discussions like that. But I think for us, it was, hey, let's, you know, working on these games is really hard. They're really complicated. And I think it was just like, hey, let's let's let the Wolverine team cook. Let's let them cook. Mm -hmm. And if that something ever happens in the future, great. But right now, let's just make sure that let's not box anybody into a corner um and let's just make sure that they have a clear runway to make the best wolverine possible and it's going to be awesome so um i'm really excited about it and uh but yeah i mean if we're, we wouldn't be like marvel fans we didn't talk about things yeah i mean you had dr strange and wong in there but they never show up There's they don't ever show better, up yeah I, I really liked having some sort of magic in there and then you got the portals back in ratchet. Yeah, I, yeah that's a very yeah, i was like yeah, yeah that's it's it once we saw that in ratchet we're like uh we're gonna figure out how to use that some way <laughs> like some 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 way and i was and then we you know we had the port because the other thing is we had the portals but then we also had like we we're on ps5 so we could move through the city faster and then I was like, we got to do at least one backdrop that's not New York. We got to go somewhere really crazy. And the team, the, the our team did the, you know, like the iceberg stuff. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, I was really psyched. Do, where is that? Are you able yeah, to I think I think we just call it Antarctica. I think we, okay. I think we do. I'm pretty, God, I hope I, that's what we call it. I'm pretty sure that's what we say internally. Okay. Yeah. If you kept swinging, would you get to the Savage Land and then fight Kazar? <laughs> Savage Land's pretty cool, huh? <laughs> so... Like this is this is a, a softball question. You're going to still panic. Uh, I'm not mad. If you you've done three games in New York, yeah, that makes sense for Spidey. It makes sense for Marvel. It's the you know yeah center of it all. Uh, if you could send Spider-Man to a different location, where would you send him? Like you personally, I'm just sort of. Oh, that's a great question. I probably would say somewhere more of a. I, I don't know if I would say a particular like thing. I think some type of natural setting. Like I I do love that. Um, I do love that. Um, moment in uh, No Way Home where he's going to like swinging through like the the forest and he's going to eventually finds Electro and Sandman. Is that it's far? It's yeah. No Way Home, right? No that's way the home. Yeah. No Way Home, yeah. The third one. Um, yes. Yeah, um, I always thought that's kind of what what would ha how would how would the Peter Miles um, navigate a more natural setting? So something maybe something like that. Hmm. Interesting. Cool. I, speaking on maps as well, uh, we noticed like some differences between like the map changing a bit between games. Uh, one of our gameplay editors noticed uh, Nelson and Murdoch's sign is gone. Is that intentional or is that just uh, oops? <laughs> Are they okay? Yeah. Did they, did they break? Maybe they, up? did they upgrade? They're, they, we just haven't found their bigger, their bigger remotely. building. Yeah. Well, I mean, with a lot of us, I worked remotely almost the whole project. So yeah. Um, that's a good question. Um, Stay tuned. All okay. Right. Yeah. There, good find though. In a, in addition to that, I noticed a lot of Rand Industries yeah. stuff around there, and they mentioned they bring up Rand quite a bit. Did you find the Baxter Building? I did. Okay. Yes, found the Baxter Building. Found Rand. Found Rand Industries. What other Easter eggs are we have? Are we should fans be on the, the lookout for? They should go to Wakanda Embassy with Miles. Oh. Wearing the suit or just 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 go with Miles. All right. Okay. It's a small Easter egg. Okay. I mean, this is this is tricky because we're recording this before the game is out. And yeah. it's always hard to tell like what people are going to immediately uncover and what's... Yeah. I don't think anybody's... I asked. No one's found that yet, I don't think. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, because the game gets spoiled within three seconds. So... Yeah. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. I kind of want to talk about um, the gameplay overall. Okay. Yeah. I don't think we really touched on combat much, um, but you decided to 
dialed down a lot on web gadgets, I noticed. Yeah. What was the thought process going into that? Uh, I don't think it was like a conscious say, conscious choice to go less web gadgets. I think it was, we were noticing that the abilities, like the we call them like slotted abilities, the L1 plus face buttons, right? Were going to be a major focus for us. And the problem was like, at one point we still had like, we had like a bunch of gadgets. We had the gadget wheel, right? Mm -hmm. And eventually like you get to the point where like these characters, like they're become gods. Like they can't be, they can't, they just, <laughs> there's so much stuff. Like there's nothing you could give the enemies, right. That will, yeah. that will make it like, you're not like wrecking house. Um, the other thing is because the, so many of the abilities are so offensive, our thought was maybe, can we have more gadgets that are more about setting things up rather than just like the win button? Like, or I feel like in the first game, they were definitely more like, oh, they're going to do damage. And we were like, hey, can they, like, for example, the upshot is more about getting people up in the air so then you can follow up and do aerial combat or like, hey, the web grabber brings everybody together so you can either do like, maybe you're going to do a pounce with Pete's, uh, Miles' bioelectricity or you're going to do like, a, you know, the iron arm swipes of all of them or you're going to do a big punch, you know? So I think it was more about maybe changing the 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 goal or the identity of the gadgets it was more about that and because also like the slotted abilities were so power they were so powerful i mean like they were even way more powerful earlier in the game it was like you cannot lose like you it doesn't matter you just can't lose i'll, I'll be honest i missed some of those gadgets a little bit just because when it comes to stealth yeah i feel like a lot of those I remember playing, I mean, I hadn't played in a long time, but I'd always do the little tripwire yeah. ones or whatever. Someone mentioned that online today. I saw that. They missed it. Yeah, yeah it's a good it's one. I feel like to me, I don't know. It seems like there's a little less focus on stealth this game and more. There, there definitely was. You know, I think that's one of the things I think that myself and Ryan and maybe some of the, the team think about, like, you know, looking back, you know, um, maybe there were some, I, I do think like it's probably more like you have to be, you like have to do it more on your own rather than like we're saying, mm -hmm. oh, this is a stealth sequence. Like for example, if you do a lot of the, if you find a lot of the hunter bases, yeah. you can def, that's a great, uh, either whether it's the bases or like the little blinds on the top of the buildings, mm -hmm. there's definitely more, but we, you know, it, it, the game definitely, especially the second half was like, it's kind of balls to the wall action oh, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that, um, like obviously we set it up in the the fish market and that the sanctum mm -hmm. um but yeah i it's just one of the things we we i don't know if it was like a conscious choice of like oh we're not going to do stealth i don't think it was that it just kind of weirdly played out like that and i do think that you know maybe we did miss some opportunities there here and there i mean i wouldn't go back and go oh my god i'd redo the whole game but i do think i understand it's a, a definitely a fair critique Oh yeah, I mean, I, it was something that actually not supposed to say. That. It's actually terrible. Nope, you disagree with you. The game's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Right. Yeah, so, hire me now. Right. Yeah. To your, like to your credit, I actually, I I felt myself missing gadgets in the first game, but when you kind of pull back, it's like, what does Spider Man do? Like right. he uses webs and he fights people. Like he's not really like he's not James Bond. Like that's yeah. not, it's fun in a video game and it's yeah. fun to play, but at the same time, it's also very insomniac. I think that was yeah. like a lot of like we're like, oh well, people are it's insomniac. They expect us to do like 35 different gadgets. And it's like Where's we've my done a lot man? of ratchets, a lot of sunsets, a lot of fuse, a lot of things. Like it's like, okay, like let's just let's take advantage of what Spider-Man does, I think, a little bit too. Just, so just punch the guys in the face. Just yeah, it's punch them in the face. Just punch I, I the really face. enjoyed the, the parry system though. It did make the combat a lot more, you know, involved and that and that was and that that's great. And I think that was the other thing is like we 
we wanted to, and that was the thing is like, we talked about giving all the, all the heroes, all this new stuff, but like, we wanted to get you just to get, get away from like, everything is circle, everything is dodge mm-hmm. and having those undodgeables or those even un, un, unparable moves just is enough to kind of break up the, you got to think a little bit more. Yeah, I totally. Think, yeah. And I do think, Less button mashing. but I can tell you like, man, like we had never made before Spider-Man, we had really never made a, a third person action brawler before. Well, you can imagine we had to learn a lot how to make a parry. Like we went mm-hmm. through so, oh my God, the amount of usability testing on parry, like to like the very, very end of like, do we have the timing right? Would you have a good, do you have a pretty good time? At first parry? it was really tough, but eventually I kind of got okay. the rhythm. Yeah, good. Yeah. I'm like, that's what parry's supposed to be, right? It's mm-hmm. not supposed to be like the win button, right? Exactly. Okay. All right. It's supposed to be it's, hard. Like it's, there's people yeah, play through yeah. entire Souls games. And yeah. Like I can tell you, like, I, like I love God of War more than more than anybody, but I'm terrible at parry. I'm terrible at you it. Should, uh, you should read my parry guide. Eric Williams, fix it. No, I wrote, I wrote uh, a parry guide for it. Check uh, it out. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm just not very good at parry, but um, I, it's I don't know. I don't remember how it came about, but I think it was just like, Hey, we need to give, it was like, it's that ping pong thing. It's like, okay, you, Spider-Man has the abilities. Okay. But then now they're going to come with this and now we have to counteract that. We're going to do that. So it's like kind of that, you know, that's what you just wanted to, um, I'm glad it resonated with you. It means a lot because we worked really, really hard on it. I really liked because I really liked the parry system because there were so many fights where I was like, okay, dodge, dodge, dodge. And then yeah. the undodgeable comes in mid combo or tail in the yeah. combo. And I'm like, okay, I can't dodge that third hit, even yeah. though I can't, you, you can, but I can't because I won't land in time to parry. So yeah. it made me have to really rethink how I was approaching those fights. You, you know how I knew we were doing something right with the boss fights? I, my hands were actually sweating it during some boss fights. And I, I'm the one who's supposed to know how the game is played. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> well, this is like, the, that second fate, that when after Pete and uh, the lizard fall through, like the, they could fall into the sewer again. Mm-hmm. That black that last phase is is tough. Like it's 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 really really tough. Um, um, and I remember. Um, and we originally, I know we have the the boss the the health bars on the bosses. Like that was that got added like halfway through development. Really, yeah. I was uh, curious about. That. So, shout out Mark Cerny for convincing us to add one of our producers, Mark Cerny. Um, he he convinced us we should have the boss health bars and i was like no 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 i want it to be cinematic i want it to be cinematic he's like brian (laughs) you need to have the boss these things are going on too long you got you got to give people more feedback and i remember and i remember texting go mark you're right because they put a temp one in there i'm like you're so right it helps a lot see i like the health bars i think for me i didn't like the extra uh, dots that denoted that there was multiple phases. That's yeah. the thing that didn't I didn't resonate. For how me. Uh, okay, we're gonna get into a debate now. Okay, how would you have done? How would you like? How would you have done it? Just kind of had like less health tick off. Ooh, you're gonna put me in the yeah, diner yeah, chair. I love it. Here's I love your, it. Here's your interview. Let's see. I, I, <laughs> uh, so I think what I would do. So uh, I think you still have the normal health bar. <laughs> I think you still have it. You know, drain at the normal yeah. rate. Um, I think it's just. I think you kind of go, and, and I don't know, it's kind of basic, but I think it's once you hit that, um, once the gauge is fully depleted, yeah. it kind of triggers that kind of cutscene. Like a lot of games that, have done yeah, it yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of basic. You just didn't want the foreshadowing of, oh, I'm going to have three things. Exactly. Yeah. That's the big thing for me is just like, I wanted it to be kind of a surprise. Like sense. when I got to like the Martin yeah. Lee fight, I was like, 
I was like, okay, yeah. oh, I would have loved to have multiple. Um, so that's just kind of my with my design right, here. Here, I'll pay I'll, for that, that. No, for sure. Uh, no, I'll just uh, I'll right. I'll send you I'll send you a DM with my uh, resume. I mean, if it helps, um, I didn't even notice the dots. But a lot of people, I, it was a surprise for you. Me. Know what? Some people forget the dots too. I know it's okay. <laughs> so we're running out of time here, but I want to ask you okay. just sort of. Man, this went fast, man. This is great. Great, great questions. I mean, thanks for coming. Of course, fun to talk about this. Um, before we before we go, I want to know: Is there anything specifically in the game that you and the team are just really really proud of that you just want people to keep a lookout for? Like, think you know, we, we've seen how fast you can move through the city. We've seen the you know the graphics are incredible. Gameplay is really fun. Is there anything that's just sort of just subtle that took a lot of work that you'd like to shout out? I I really I almost you know I wrote a letter to the people who reviewed it. Right, I wrote a little letter just to kind of talk about it, and I almost basically begged people please do the quests in the friendly neighborhood spider-man app and the ones related to brooklyn visions academy those little stories are really mean a lot to me um because it shows it just the world doesn't need to be ending or a giant sand person in order to be a great be a hero and i hope that those are really they're, they're 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 not the longest things in the world they could be 10 minutes long sometimes 15 minutes but it shows that a hero is you got to be a hero at all times and for all different people. Um, and I hope that like, whether it's the miles helping out the fellow students of Brooklyn visions, Peter talking to Howard, um, yeah, that mission tears. So, so real quick story, that mission was designed by, was created by a designer named Brian Matheson, who is, um, who actually is the also designer of the Sandman mission. And it was created during a game jam before one holiday break. And he did it like in two to two, three days. And we all saw it and we go, that needs to be in the game. I, yeah. it's great right the, the music the music when the music yeah. kicked in i was just yeah. like oh god i know it's yeah. leading to it i can't yeah. control so, it so um that's a and that's an example of something that was never planned team did something that was amazing we go we're putting that in if that means we have to give something else up we're going to do it because that's probably better than anything else so um i would just say for me the thing i'm really proud of is um those little interactions um that lead to some fun little stories that show another side of what pete and miles do on a day-to-day basis man i i really love that side of it. I'd like right as it started i was like i should have saved here so i can replay just this mission yeah. it was the most beautiful like yeah. swinging mission i've played in great the series that's awesome. awesome yeah, yeah. i mean it's i Comic books are little stories, you know? It's yeah. Little, little mm -hmm. yeah. neighborhood interactions that really kind of yeah. make it. Um, speaking of which, thank you for these interactions and these little stories. Thanks. It's been a pleasure yeah. having you come by. It was fun. Uh, everybody watching, listening at home, please go play go play some Spider-Man. Presumably you already did play it, but maybe go, you know, clean play up some more. icons on your map. Uh, on that note, uh, there's a little word we like to say at the end of the show, which is actually in the title of the next Spider-Man movie, but it's uh, a one, a two, a three, Beyond. 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 Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.